Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to a live stream again here at St. Vincent College at Latrobe, Pennsylvania. We are live from Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. Day five wrapped up and there were plenty of action. Pads came on. I think that's the biggest thing we need to talk about. Well, we dive into everything. Darnell Washington impressed TJ Watt, Watt losing a couple of reps. Alex Highsmith looked really good. Nick Herbig looked really good. Joey Porter Jr., Versus George Pickens, a sight to see if you haven't already on the good old social media. It's a beautiful day out. We were not sweating our butts off. I think that is a huge win for me and Steven. How you feel, my friend? Good. I feel real good. Today was invigorating, I would say. There was like action all over. Um, it was it was a really, really good day. Just between the plays that were being made, like you said, the weather was nice. It was It was a really, really good day, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I felt like the action was nice. It, it felt like football was back, which for the first time in a while felt really good. You know, there were no more excuses. You, you come on here all the time and you talk and we try to give as much analysis as possible. But in the back of our heads, we know everybody's thinking the same things we are. It's shorts and helmets. Well, the pads are on. No more excuses. It is what it is. The Steelers put on an absolute show. Um, I do want to talk about the injuries first. Corey Trice goes down with an injury. That's pretty big for the Steelers. You saw that in person. Actually, I was off to the side goes down non-contact injury according to Mike Tomlin but you said he, he might have went in on a tackle stayed down was carted off the field looks like a, a right knee injury yeah right leg of some kind whether it's knee or ankle um it was pretty you know understandably it was a little upsetting to see just uh Corey tried to put some weight on it and walk off even with the help of some trainers and he couldn't even do that uh they had to bring the cart over um that was just tough to see had his head in his hands as he was coming off and you just feel bad for him um Felt like he was kind of gaining some momentum and really uh, starting to starting to show that he could he could uh, he could play a little bit in. Uh... <laughs> As you can hear, Marco Boli loves to uh, loves to interrupt the live sessions. If you don't subscribe to the Athletic, you probably shouldn't do so unless he stops <laughs> interrupting our live streams. Um, yeah, I will say that you know that it, it's tough, and there are some injuries like the Demonte KZ with a little ankle injury. You see it, and it sucks because you never want anybody to get injured. But at the same time, you could kind of find some good in it because you could say, and I don't want to say good, that's a bad word, but you could say, see some light in it because you could see guys like Kenny Robinson starting to take first-team reps or Trey Norwood get an opportunity to see how far he's developed. 
With Corey Trice, there's nothing. You know, there's no light here. It's a seventh-round guy who the Steelers had high expectations for, a guy that you looked at and said, chances are he's going to make this roster, even if he's not good enough to play right away because you view him as a piece for the future as well as right now if he's good. Behind him, James Pierre, who is probably already getting those reps to begin with. Luke Barku, who is probably already getting those reps. You know, Madre Harper, I guess, maybe gets a little bump here, but it was tough to see. You never want to see a guy go down, especially day one of pads. He was putting on a show, you know, a little gut-wrenching, especially if you have to get carted off the field. Hope that turns out well. Hope everything's good. Landon Roberts was the other one. Wasn't able to finish practice. Mike Tomlin labeled that one as just precautionary. I will say this. You were watching the one-on-ones with George Pickens and Joey Porter Jr. and the wide receivers versus the defensive backs. I, on the other hand, was watching backs on backers. Nobody, and I mean nobody, lit up anyone like a Landon Roberts lit up John Lovett. I will say that, look, and I feel bad for Lovett, if we're being honest. Guys showed up yesterday afternoon, got a tryout, was probably so hyped to make this 90-man roster. Oh, I got a real opportunity to make an NFL team. I'm coming from the XFL. This is sick. Dude, Landon Roberts ate his lunch worse than I have seen in years. And then, I don't know whose sick idea it was, but it was Mike Tomlin or somebody was like, all right, Mark Robinson, you're up next. Love it. Stay there. And then Mark Robinson eats this guy's lunch. It was a rough day for uh, for the Penn State running back, but I would say Landon Roberts and that hit right there was – I mean, it was for a guy who that's what he's supposed to do when you put the pads on. That was it was nice to see. All right. There's a little confirmation that this dude might be just as scary as he appears and as his tape kind of tells us. Yeah, that's a that's a Landon Roberts's M.O. He was talking a little bit. I think people said during OTAs and uh, during practices this week about how he just couldn't wait to put the pads on and how he was excited to actually. Because, you know, Landon Roberts doesn't look like a Landon Roberts when he's in shorts and, and just helmets, yeah. but he really looked like a Landon Roberts today, and it was it, it was exciting. You know, Mike Tomlin also seemed like he was a little bit, uh, I, you know, obviously he was extra excited, but he was real interested in throwing young guys into, right into the fire, you know? Today Dude, was right into the fire. But that was the thing is like, you know, John Levitt, I get it. He needs to get the experience. You got to see what he's made of. But did you have to do it like that? Like, did you have right. to just say, all right, here's who's the biggest, strongest, scariest human being on the block? Oh, Landon Roberts? Ah, uh, yeah, you're up against this guy. He showed up here about 12 hours. He doesn't even have a real jersey number yet. The guy has his his practice cleats on because his actual cleats, you know, got wet over the weekend or so. I don't even know. Landon Roberts, yeah, it was – he did. He did love to say that. The other one was uh, Darnell Washington, TJ Watt, who uh, I think Darnell Washington might have been the biggest winner of the day, possibly. Yeah, Darnell Washington had a huge day. Um, in addition to what you saw in backs on backers, he was holding his own against literally TJ Watt. And like you said, he even had a good rep against Alex Highsmith, even that he even though he eventually lost. Um also cut a touchdown in team drills. Uh he was he just it was uh I believe Mason. Yeah, Mason Rudolph or, or Mitch couldn't can't exactly remember who the quarterback was, but rolled out and just threw up a threw up a jump ball to the six seven guy and shockingly enough he came down with that football for a touchdown. It was it was cool. It was a complete day for Darnell Washington. It was what you really hope to see, I think, after a rough first week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I we talked about that. You know, we talked about that on Monday in our podcast was okay, you know, Darnell Washington didn't really have a great week, dropped a bunch of balls. 
tough. Once the pads come on, we're going to see whether or not Darnell Washington is worth a roster spot. There, there were those, you know, everybody was talking a couple months ago or maybe even a month ago. Uh, you know, there's a possibility this guy's not active on Sundays. Let me tell you, if, if you're stuffing TJ Watt on back-to-back plays, you have a spot on on the roster. You have a spot on the active roster on Sundays. Zero questions asked. Like, who else are you going to put out there? You know, is the excuse, oh, okay, Zach, Zach Entry, you know, he, he could stuff TJ Watt probably, but he didn't. Darnell Washington came out here and did it right from the jump. I mean, that was in my head. He was probably the biggest winner just for that. Just for that moment. Um, looked real good. I will say that he did lose to Alex Highsmith, just like you said, but I think it was close. And Nick Herbig, Nick Herbig got the best of them. Nick Herbig looks fast. I, I don't know. There's it's tough to judge because when you're one on one in that situation, you have the speed advantage and you could utilize that to your to your strength. You could utilize that for a win. You could look at that situation and say, look at it. I have such a quick get off and I have such a twitchy body that, of course, I'm going to beat you off the edge. You know, I'm one on one because you have no help during team. Maybe that changes. But I don't know, dude, Nick Herbig. There has not been a day that's gone by where Nick Herbig has not impressed to some degree every day here at training camp. Right. And when we were saying after he impressed, you know, in shorts, like we all said, like, okay, that looks nice, but let's see what he actually does when the pads come on and offensive line can give him a little bit more contact. And it sounds like he really thrived even when, even with the additional contact and even having to face some more football, like, you know, some more live football, like scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I uh, just want to answer these cause we got two of them. Uh, I'd go back. We did like a, a pretty deep dive into Corey Trice's injury. Uh, was labeled as non-contacted, you know, look a little heartbreaking. We'll, we'll provide more information as we get it. We, like I said, we dove a little bit deeper in that in the beginning. So if you want to go back, we'll, we'll give you as much as we could. Um, another guy that I think stood out today, Quan Alexander looked fast, looked fresh. I don't know if it was because he just showed up the other day and everybody else dealt with 110 degrees last week. And, you know, even me was, I mean, look, we've been talking every single day on the show. I woke up this morning. My body is still losing weight from last week. I don't know how <laughs> it's happening, but I came into training camp 190. I'm sitting at a strong 183 this morning. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't I mean, at this point, I'm, I might as well just stop dieting. I'm going to eat an extra piece of cake. So I could see that maybe they maybe they got a little tired. Maybe the heat and everything kind of got to him. You know, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Monty Adams, there were some heat-related injuries. Quan Alexander came in here. He looked fast. He looked smooth. He won all his back on backer reps, but even in team, he just looked like he looked like exactly what the Steelers were looking for. A fast guy to come in here and showcase that he could cover. And I think that we saw that right from the jump. And I mean, I felt really good about what we saw from Quan on really his first day of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, day one was him learning, him mixing in with like the third team like he's not going to play with them you know when the season comes around so today was a little more real and I'm not very surprised that you know like you said there was there's a rest thing to it you know he didn't have to deal with all the heat of last week but I think he's also just like a ball of energy you know talking to him yes talking to him uh in his first day that was that was Sunday right yeah 
Yeah, Sunday was his first day. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the last time we were out here. Um, he just seems like he was he could not have been more excited to get ready to go, um, to actually hit someone because that's the thing. We talk all the time about how Quan can cover, and that's like the biggest thing that he's gonna bring to Steelers, but that guy can hit too. And he loves to just play football and and he loves to to be aggressive and be physical. And so I think, you know, I'm I'm not at all surprised. And I think he's gonna bring that energy for all of training camp. Like there there's he I, I doesn't seem like a guy who's gonna get slowed down very easily. No, I agree. And I get it. Like injuries with him are the concern. Can he stay healthy? You know, those are all things that we're going to have to have to deal with and wait on. But just in the grand scheme of things, you look at the Steelers inside linebackers right now and you feel pretty good about them. Whereas compared to a week ago, you know, you're like, uh, maybe there's some issues here. But Cole Holcomb has stepped it up. He's he's pretty much all the mistakes or all the the times you're like, eh, Cole Holcomb, isn't it? I feel like those have faded away. Quan Alexander looks really good. And then. Alandon Roberts is just smoking people. So, yeah, that's good. I do want to answer this. Was there any uh, Alandon Roberts, Najee Harris smoke? That was reported by our good friend, uh, good old Mark Caboli, who walked by here before. Um, Toss that out there that Alandon had a little choice words for Najee after he let up on a run. Um, I'm going to say this. We'll switch over to the offense for a second here because I do want to talk about George and Joey. I think that's huge. But Najee didn't, uh, Najee didn't really move the needle for me today. Won't lie, especially because Jalen Warren had like a 45-yard burst that was just beautiful up the middle. Yeah. And uh, Najee, didn't, Najee, didn't really, Najee really didn't do it for me today. Yeah, I believe in uh, in seven shots he had a touchdown, maybe again on the second rep too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, he did have those first two. I will say that. I will say that. He did, yeah, uh, like, he did kind of set the tone. Yeah, but I mean those are – you're right. That He did set the tone. Those were kind of the first two – contact plays of the day and that of training camp so he was really kind of setting the tone in that sense but three yards out you know i i expect nagiers to to score those score those touchdowns but yeah i agree it was tough sledding it was tough sledding kind of all day for for runners i feel like even in team drills um you know like you said jalen warren had that first long run but for everyone else it seemed pretty quiet quite honestly yeah i agree i agree it was it was not a running back stay outside of that burst by Jalen Warren um even in the the backs on back no I take that back I take that back because we're gonna we gotta talk about this a hundred percent have to talk about this if we're talking backs on backers and we're talking physical running backs Jalen Warren obviously impresses but that's what he does well like there are very few running backs in the NFL that pass block as well as Jalen Warren does so he just when it comes to back on back backs on backers that's just his drill um Najee looked fine i guess lost some won some my boy anthony mcfarland man he didn't look bad he did mm-hmm. not look bad there were he went up against a landon roberts and held his own and i thought that was damn impressive because four plays earlier john lovett questioned whether or not he should be in the nfl and then anthony mcfarland who is the same size comes in here holds his own which i thought was very impressive you could see the growth there 100 percent when it comes to his pass blocking um but overall, I just think that I think that the running backs just had a very, like you said, a lackluster day. It wasn't wasn't anything magnificent. Maybe it was because the pads came on for the first time and the defense was fired up. And, you know, if you're going to get physical like that, then everybody's going to, you know, the juices are just a little too high. Mark Aboli still out here. Just make fun of us if you can't hear him. As he says. Um, is with 
So I want to do answer this before we move on to anything else. Uh, Graham out is McFarlane a for sure RB3. I think right now it's pretty much assumed that he's going to be. Um, it's hard to say not. Here's the other one. Here's the big one. Jalen Warren, RB1, any real chances? From what you saw today, talking about the running backs, you know, is there, are you starting to kind of get a feel that maybe Jalen is a little bit more of an explosive runner and a little bit more of a, you know, if the Steelers are going to make big plays, maybe Jalen does need to be on the field a little bit more than Najee Harris? Well, I would say I didn't need today to tell me that, uh, that Jalen Warren was a more explosive runner than Najee Harris. Like, I think we all knew that from, I don't know, for, for yeah, a while. Forever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, I don't think that he pushes Najee for running back one. Um, I think Najee's the more talented back. He's been the more productive back. Um, I think we would all, you know, do I think Jalen Warren is capable of being a starter in the NFL? Probably. Like, I think in the right situation he could, but. I don't think he's better than Najee, and I don't. I, I think Najee is also. I, I don't know. Najee's just proven it time and time again. He's been the focal point of of this offense for two years now. He's been the. He's rushed for a thousand yards in back to back season. I understand the efficiency isn't great, but I feel like Jalen and Najee. It's it's a good partnership, and we don't need. Yes. Jalen's a good change of pace, you know, and that's a little bit of a cop out, but I think he can provide that explosiveness, but that does not make him, you know, better and make him an obvious choice to, to start or take more reps. Yes. I do think they are a great one, two punch. It, it's all about where you want the one, where you want the two in this punch combination. I'll say this. I agree with you. I'm, I am by no means jumping on the Jalen Warren should start train. I'm going to say that if probably every day that we jump on here and talk, we're going to have to talk about Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and their production that day. And I will say that Jalen Warren won today. I will say that even with Najee's two touchdowns early, I will say that Jalen Warren impressed me all around more than Najee did on, on day one of Pats, which is really day one for the running backs. Um, All right. We do have to talk about, Oh, I guess we should answer this one first. Calvin Austin piling up good days, had a couple of rough days, but you, you watched him on one-on-ones. You, you thought that he had a, an impressive day today. Yeah. I thought, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, he, especially in one-on-ones, I think he caught one touchdown should have probably, probably had another, but I think Kenny Pickett underthrew a ball and Chandon Sullivan broke it up. Um, his routes look good. The speed obviously pops. It's, it's everything you wanted to see. Um, I did not notice much of him in team drills, like an 11-11. No, didn't which notice has him at been, all. Right, which has been kind of the biggest thing, I think, from the past, uh, from the four-day, like previous when they weren't in pads. It's just that, you know, you weren't noticing him very much, and when you did notice him, it was probably because he was getting a pass broken up on him or something like that, uh, It's or he was dropping a pass. It. It was quiet when team drills came around, even with, you know, pretty good showing in the in the one on one drills. I will say I agree with that one. I do. And we pointed that out at practice. But Allen Robinson kind of falls into that same category. I think Pat Fryermuth kind of falls into that same category today. If we're being honest, it was the Cody White show. One. Yeah. One hundred percent. The Cody White show. Yeah. The dude had. 15 receptions maybe today it was ridiculous he started with the first team worked his way all the way through i'm not you know we're not trying to hype up cody white and say that this dude is the next anything we're just saying that if we were gonna pick if you were gonna pick the best wide receiver of today uh, it would be george pickens but if you're oh. gonna take one b yeah two strong two it would be it would be cody white i would definitely say 
it'd be Cody White. Yeah, I still haven't seen him drop a pass in in no. training camp. No, like Four, I, five days deep, not one. Yeah, and like that's you know that's not really anything on day three or day four, but it's something on day five, I think, especially when you put the pads on and th- like you know like everything when you put the pads on, things get more serious, and uh, he's really. He's really played really, really well. Just been really solid uh, for every single day of training camp. And today was yes. honestly like his best day. Like, yes, he's getting yeah, better in the with first team. Yeah. And there was, and there was, and yeah. he just kept getting better. Just like you said, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and I mean, you know, is Cody White going to be a fixture of the offense? Is he going to make this team based on his offense? Probably not. Like it's all going to come down to special teams for him, but you know, it doesn't hurt that he's, that he's making that he's making plays with the offense and making plays in the passing game. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Uh, Cody White versus Keem Butler for a roster spot, possibly, possibly. I'm still gonna give uh, Miles Boykin one, but if we're gonna if we're gonna toss yep. it down to the last one, could be, could definitely yeah. be. Um, one jump on this, you know, how fast is Kenny getting the ball out with his first option isn't there? Like, how quick can he scan? I will say that that has been a little bit of a concern of mine. Over the past couple of days, I don't pick up on it every single time. Um, didn't do not. Uh, I do not. There's so much going on that it's hard to stare at Kenny Pickett every single play. Um, but there have been times where I'm trying to decide whether or not it's Matt Canada or it's Kenny Pickett, because there are times where look at the Steelers offense is this Deontay Johnson is always open, but he is open way sooner than everybody else on the football field. George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Pat Fryermuth, Calvin Austin, Cody White, doesn't matter. They do get open, but it takes them more time than Deontay Johnson. Kenny's first read is almost never Deontay Johnson, which means that he's waiting for everybody else to make their break and get to where he needs to start scanning everywhere else. And then by the time he gets to somewhere else, they already have to move. Whereas if it was the other way around and you looked at Deontay Johnson... And you went, oh, okay, he's not open. I'm going to move now. The rest, everybody else is, is that's perfect timing. Where if it, it's the opposite, it's not perfect timing. And I can't tell if that's Matt Canada or if I can't tell if that's Kenny Pickett, but it has definitely concerned me a little bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear from time to time that his he's staring down his first yes. option for maybe yes. a little bit too long and then moves, like doesn't give himself enough time to work through some other options. At least I would think, you know, to to the naked eye, that's that's how I've kind of felt about it. Um, the ball is coming out slow, just in general. I feel like you know, if you're kind of looking for yes. an overarching thing. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's uh, look, and I'm not I'm not trying to make a big. I'm I'm trying to keep my analysis of Kenny Pickett as limited as possible for the time being because who Kenny is is not a practice quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Cody yeah. White's out here making plays. And you kind of have the understanding, like, okay, that's going to fade at some point. You know, Kenny's the opposite. It's like, okay, maybe he's not going to make plays in practice. Doesn't mean he's not a winning quarterback. You know, let's right. see him in the in the games. But when it comes to this and this question specifically, uh, you know, we're it, concerned. A little bit of a yeah. uh, little and bit. I mean, this was people were concerned with him last training camp, right? Like this isn't. Yes. Uh, and, and he definitely got better as the season went on. And then he actually got into games. So, you know. Is it a huge call? Is it is it something that happened? Yeah. Is he getting the ball maybe a little bit slower? Is he struggling with his reads? Maybe who? Yeah, probably. Like that's what it looks like. But yes. that doesn't say anything about how he's going to actually play when the regular season comes around. Yes, I I agree. I agree. Um. All right. How many push ups can Noah pump out? Fifty five. 
is is probably a good one straight. You know, you know, I start the really? morning with. Oh yeah, easy. Easy. You start the morning with push-ups? I didn't know that. I, I start every I start every I work out. So my daily my morning routine, if I'm not exhausted, is a five AM gym sesh. And we're getting real off football here, but five AM gym was... sesh, I start every gym sesh with a hundred push ups. I try to knock out fifty plus on that first set and then as many as I could the rest of the way. So, you know, just in uh, case it's really, you know? it's really not a podcast unless we talk about your workout routine. It's, it's it's been a while it's been a while haven't ran in over a month so we're uh we're getting there we're getting there all right um we did cover sam we did cover darnell washington i will go back a little bit um have some really nice things to say uh say around uh, say about him i thought he had a great day um should we talk about george yeah we have to talk about george we have to talk about george you were there you saw it i mean uh, the whole internet has seen it if you have social media you have run across the george pickens catch over joey porter at this point you were there break 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 the play down yeah so it happened like right in front of my face it's kind of in the near sideline to to the stands if you know how latrobe is is set up or how the field at st vincent's set up uh joey porter is blanketing him all the way down the sideline uh and and george george is not in hell but he's like he's locked up like if if this was a real play uh the quarterback, I believe it was Kenny, is not throwing this football. He is not even trying to put this ball up to – it's just a bad idea. But it's one-on-one, so of course he's going to try to make this throw. And uh, George, as the ball is coming, he's still completely covered. He fights his way to the inside, goes completely vertical into the air. Imagine the the catch he made in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm picturing it. Ah, just – Look at the trash yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. No, and then the the very next play, uh, or the very next play, these guys play against each other. There's a rep in between, but George beats uh Joey on a on a slant route, and it's easy. He's wide open, just running free, and he turns around and he waves to Joey as he as he's running away. It was is <laughs> a rough couple reps for Joey, and it just you, you feel a little bad because Joey did nothing wrong on that first rep, and George just made yeah. one of the most incredible plays that you will ever see in your life. Uh, yeah. But man, it, it was because it was more about George than it was about anything Joey did. It's just yeah, I, you know I didn't even know Joey was the corner until I yeah. until like after practice, and I was like, oh yeah, that was him, huh? Um, I did talk to Joey about it afterwards, and he said that the only thing that could go through your mind as a cornerback when that happens is all right, next play, because there's nothing I could do there. You know, there's he said he literally he was like he was like I was in perfect position, I played him perfect the entire time. I looked up for the ball and went, yo, where'd bro go? And then next thing you know, bro had the ball. That was his exact quote. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, there's nothing like, that's just who George Pickens is, man. Like that's just George yeah. Pickens is a, is an animal of his own. He is, there yeah. are, there's nobody in the NFL that's like George Pickens when it comes to that. It is disgusting. Yeah. I will say uh, it's awesome to see, you know, like to, oh, yeah. to see it happen today, because that was the thing. Like last year, Kenny was, constantly telling us like dude you think that george makes good plays in the games you should see him in practice and here he is comes out and does something like that like you know just disgusting but joey porter came back later in the day had an interception which i thought was good um george also had a toe tap touchdown in the back of the end zone which was yeah also gorgeous and so smooth like it was just so smooth that you just like i don't even like i don't uh, good like like being smooth like yeah, fluidity is not necessarily something that I think you would associate people would associate with George, just the image they have in their head. But 
that guy look like he looks I know what play you're talking about and he did look smooth like you, you think of him smooth. as a power guy but he it's some agility and and he was smooth and it was it's a he looks really really good Dude, it's ridiculous like it is Minka I remember Minka told me last year he said I've played football for a long time I have never in my life seen somebody that's George's size and has the body control that he has and I think that that is pretty spot on I will I'm not going to say Joey lost that rep I think Joey had a very impressive day actually I thought he looked really good um just from I I tried to keep an eye on him because I labeled him as a loser last week but I in in that explanation of a loser I said that I expect him to have a better week once the pads come on and he could use his you know his physicality I thought that he did impress me a little bit today um had an interception I think against Cody White which was nice but George man like George is yeah. just the whole like the whole the whole concept of two two three days ago or whatever he told Peter King that or he told Kevin Clark excuse me that he thinks he's the best wide receiver in the NFL like there's that's a real possibility that's a real thing that could happen I'm not saying it's like he's he's not the best wide receiver in the NFL right now I'm saying it is a real thing that could happen I mean yeah you watch plays like that and you can't help but think that I mean yeah there are very few guys in the NFL like even among the best in the world like even you think about like Cooper Cup or something Cooper Cup is not making plays like that no he's not even no no chance no and that's the thing is like you, you come up with a play like that and you go oh my god that's ridiculous and then you find him wide open in the back of the end zone and you go how did you get there like how did you mm-hmm. get that wide open for a touchdown in short yardage offense like it just you know, he's just all around shows constantly like, yeah, all right, I could just do that, too. Sounds good. Whatever. Like, yeah, be what it be. Yeah. And, and I mean, on art, like and George adds an element of fun, I think, to all of this. Like you said, the the little like taunting with Joey, like there's clearly I, I think it's friendly. Like, I don't think George. Oh, it's friendly. Joey. I talked to Joey yeah. afterwards and he said that it's like it, he talks just as much as George does. George just got him today. So he's allowed yeah. to talk. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like fun. That's like that's a lot of fun watching these two young guys who are insanely talented go up against one another and play their asses off and come up with like good reps and good reps at the same time. Like it's not like yes, you know, guys are dominating each other. These are like real battles that these guys are having. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. It was a blast. Today was today was so good just to get some football in us, man. It was like some yeah. real physical hit you in the mouth type of football. It felt really really good for the Pittsburgh Steelers with that. Thank you guys again for jumping on to a live stream live from St. Vincent college. Shout out to everybody who came up to us today and said, what's good. Ask for pictures, whatever. We appreciate every single one of you guys. So much love. If you are out here in Latrobe over the next couple of weeks, make sure that you stop and say, what's up. We would love to meet as many of you guys as we possibly can. We will be back or I will be back. Steven's got to go do some pit stuff tomorrow. Pit training camp opens up. So for everybody interested inside the Panthers, com. I will be back tomorrow with another live stream live from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Enjoy another beautiful night in the Berg. Peace.